That was incredible. I'm like impressed. What, what was impressing me is she's singing through those fucking Apple earbud microphones. Like, I want to hear this girl with a sure SM58. Right? Closed off room and just blasting that because that was incredible. Can you imagine yeah. that? We get so many recordings with like the crappiest microphones and they sound really freaking good. I, I right. can only imagine some people singing like in a professional studio. Like oh, that. yeah. I'm sure that would have been just like, would, I mean, that, that blew me away just hearing it like that. If she was in a controlled you know, atmosphere with a with mm-hmm. you know, professional microphone, I think, forget about it. That, that was insane. That was amazing. I mean, totally I started great. off with like just a little headset, you know, when I first started doing all this and I had my cell phone and I just had like, you know, I think it was even Bluetooth right? in the very beginning. And that's how I started. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to get better. But it turns out you actually need talent. <laughs> yeah. <you do. laughs> the gear is like, only going to get like, you so far. The- 
right? You know, the, the better microphone just you know you know amplifies how sh- how, uh, <laughs> how you unique I sound. <laughs> you know what? Then you can go back to the Apple one and be like, you know what? It's the shitty microphone. That's why. Yeah. That's, that's right. it. I need excuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we have technical difficulties. Anyway. I am Mike Whiston. I am the co-host and co-founder of the Friday Night Karaoke Podcast and the Friday Night Karaoke Facebook group. And I am Joe Rubin with the same exact title. And you may notice our long-haired friend here it is, is, is just a guest. Who are you, Dom? Tom, who are you? I am Dominic Mizio, the founder of myself. Yes! Uh, yeah, best yeah. founder ever! Uh, <laughs> former lead singer, guitar player of Wicked Garden. Uh, got some solo stuff out now. And a uh, little trivia question. Uh, me and Joe went to high school together. Check we shit. did. Isn't that I'll crazy? I know. I know. That's, that's actually. High school together? We yeah. did. Holy shit. We uh, did. Was, was Joe always this furry? No. He was not that. <laughs> I don't even remember him being that vocal. I think Joe said seven words in four I years. did. I yeah. did. Like, it, it, was, it was actually, it was pretty crazy. Like, I, I was friends with Dom, but like. Don was always a rock star. Like for ever, oh, he, like from the so second, Dom was way cooler than you. No, it, oh, so much cooler than me. Always a fucking rock star, and I, I was like, like anonymous, right? So like, you know, like, you know, like I, it was just, it was crazy. Like, and so basically, without the fucking goatee, you look exactly the same. So that's I, what he looked like walking around fucking high school, fucking, <laughs> you know, like leather jacket, fucking cigarette, like in the hallway, like just fucking rock star from the second I met him. Yeah, That's real rock fun. stars. I was the fucking most like ridiculous geeky guy in the history of the world. I just happened to have nice hair. And, and, you shred. <laughs> <laughs> and you could shred and sing. And was on stage like just fucking killing it and like craziness. It was awesome. You had to be good. So I, I sucked at everything else. So I was like, oh, I'll just suck at music too. But at least I could do that in front of people. So you know, I got really good. At, I got really good at drinking. Yeah, I was dude. I was I was really good at drinking for about ten years. I don't remember seven of them, but I was really. <laughs> I mean, Joe, Joe, and I built this entire podcast and community on the premise of let's get drunk and sing songs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I my and life. it totally works. Right, it's my favorite thing ever. So this is episode number fifty eight of the Friday Night Karaoke Podcast. Again, it is metal as fuck week, and we are featuring ten fucking metal songs from the Friday Night Karaoke community. The people who are singing for you today are going to be people from the community if you go to facebook and type in friday night karaoke you can join uh it is free to join we're negativity free we're ad free we used to be gimmicky uh, but we're yeah. gimmicky as fuck we're, we're, now yeah i mean like thank you sure microphones for sponsoring friday night oh, karaoke sure. yes <laughs> i'll let you so, sure that you guys are legit yeah yeah, well, yeah. You know, so we don't, we don't take cash from sponsors we just take uh merch so you know yeah. uh, you know if uh johnny walker wants to Sponsor us. Mm-hmm. We're in. <laughs> Just give yeah. us that merch. <laughs> we'll we'll give you a shout out too. We'll make you famous. Yeah, right? we'll, like we'll, we'll keep it flowing like a river. <laughs> so again, that was Mimi Walt with River by Bishop Briggs to kick off the Friday Night Karaoke Podcast Metal as Fuck Week. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. And that is how you start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Just uh keeping up with our time here. You know, we tried to keep this thing to an hour, so we're gonna move through. And well, from a format before perspective, you, I want before to, you move on, before you move on. I liked in the beginning how Dom mentioned, I would love to hear her sing through a sure microphone. Like, that was totally yeah. unprovoked. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Dom, how do I give this to you? How do I, how do I pay you? For, uh, like, uh, I, I, I think you can, like, airdrop that it's, now. It's, it's funny money anyway. You know, oh, is that those Japan. Japanese? Yeah, I don't even think that's real. <laughs> it's like, basically Monopoly money. <laughs> 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 that, 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 that
Can you send me Vietnamese dongs? I've always wanted a million dongs. Uh, a million dongs. That's I, that's I, a, I got a, that's I got a, a different podcast. You. you can yeah. find all the dongs you want. It's like twelve dollars in, in American money, I think. But I want a million of them. Nice. <laughs> so, coming up next, moving right along, we have an artist who is no stranger to Friday Night Karaoke. This dude is a rock star through and through. He has his own band called Oh Shit. Falling that's Phoenix? not the name of the band. Is it that's Falling a, Phoenix? Oh, Rising that's Phoenix? The... Falling to Phoenix? <laughs> ah, failure to Phoenix. That's what it is. Failure to Phoenix. Um, uh, Jacob, forgive me. I will get it right, and I will call it out later. But he has a phenomenal band, and he's the lead singer. This is going to be Jacob Tylock, and he's singing one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, mm -hmm. Back when he was skinnier, I used to get confused with him, which I don't understand, but I did. Uh, and uh, this is one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite artists. It's going to be Tenacious D with Master Exploder. Give it a listen. I think he just killed my dog. <laughs> How did he fucking hit that note for so long, dude? I don't know. That's oh great. Every, every, every chihuahua in a 50-mile radius has jumped off a bridge. That was incredible. <laughs> oh, that, was great. that was so fucking good. <laughs> That's how you know your metal is fucked. <laughs> Stomping chihuahuas. I, dude, I could have hit those notes if you fucking smashed me in the nuts with a sledgehammer. I don't oh, know man. Could, that was you, great. Yep. 
I, I was actually watching, you know, um, The Darkness, you know, yeah. have you ever heard yeah. that? You know, like, you know, that really famous song that they have, um, I believe it's called So there's this, this chick that does it an octave higher. Um, Jesus and, and and she nails it. Like he actually like got on a, a video and he uh, you know played that part that where she was singing and he's like, mm. I have no idea how she's doing this. It's amazing. It's the best wow. I've ever heard. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Cool. It's kind of cool if you do a cover and then like the artist gets on like YouTube and is like, yeah, like that was fucking better than mine, heard, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's badass. So again, that was Jacob Tylock with Master Exploder, a little tenacious D, and. Oh, uh, you know, Tenacious D songs have a special place in my heart. And when they Tyler do. Sings it, you know. It's he crushes those. Great. Yeah. He crushes those. And, and so, did, did people confuse you with Kyle or Jack Black? Who did they Fuck confuse you, you with? <laughs> <laughs> uh, holy shit, man. <laughs> I mean, I had my oh, longer man. hair and people confused me with Jack Black. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I'm, you know. Uh, now, now I would take it as an insult. I mean, like, like the dude's, uh, dude's awesome. He's just, I don't know, man. Awesome. I, he's got, he's got, he's got a real beard game going on. Like, I just started my beard game like yesterday, you know. And uh, yeah, yesterday, but, what are you but, Italian? <laughs> that's in there pretty good there. If that was yesterday, right? No, not yesterday. I'm just, but like, like you know, two weeks ago now. But uh, you know, yeah, Jack Black's got like the fucking. See, I'm no, like, Jack you know, like, nuts. I can't do that. Like, I look at it, I just want to scratch their faces because I know this itches and it's really short. Mm. And I can imagine, like, because I live out in Vegas, so when it's like July, it's like 117 degrees, I want to rip my face off. I don't know how that guy walks around with that bushy beard like that. It kills me. I would be broke as fuck if I lived in Vegas, man. I, I, well, I enjoy. I, yeah, I, know, I know. I know. I'm sure that's what everyone says. You know, like, well, I don't know how you live in Vegas. How are you not just uh, at the casino all day? But, um, you I don't. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you learn is don't be in the casino every day, and you'll be okay. <laughs> That'll that's that's good advice. That's good advice. Oh man! All right, so to the strip. Yeah. all right, so Dom, I need to talk through some of your music uh, career and your history here. So, so high school. No, let's just call you, you were... by your real name, Little Elvis. Little Elvis, there you are. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's been a while. Yeah, I did Little Elvis in uh, the Catskills. When I was like five or six years old. Every summer, I go up to the Catskills, and I'd. Uh, I do this Thursday night. I don't even know if we can call it a talent show, but like I would dress. So I had the rhinestone fucking suit and everything, and, go wow. and that's how that. That's how it all started from there. It was all downhill that's from there. So cool. <laughs> nice. No, like you, you start as the king, right? Yeah. Like so, you can only go down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I started up here, and just it's just been a decline ever since. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So nice. yeah, when I was in, so when we were in in school together, I was in a, a band called Links, and. uh from there, I did a couple of uh, indie records in my early 20s with a band called Hedonics for a while. Um, I, I don't know. I did so much. I don't even remember. Like I said, I drank a lot, so I don't remember half the shit that I did. You were but, at uh, Lynx, and you played with freaking Peter Steele from yeah, Piper yeah, Negative. Yeah. yeah. Holy was, shit. Yeah, I knew Pete. He was a good dude. Yeah. Um, he, he had a, a voice, oh, man. He had that voice. Oh, yeah. Low. yeah. And he was, he was a nice guy. He was, he was just... I don't know. He was a great guy. He was he was a fucking enigma trapped in a riddle, but he was a great guy. Um, he like freaking six seven or something. Like yeah, crazy. dude. Wow. The first wow. time, the first time I ever met him, it was at this. It was this little club in Brooklyn called Christopher's, mm -hmm. and uh, it was really weird because like Typo Negative was playing at eight o'clock, and they served dinner until like seven. So there's a bunch of like ninety year old Jewish and Italian people eating soup, and then fucking <laughs> Pete comes on playing a fucking bass guitar with a hacksaw. And um, I was going to the bathroom, and he was coming out, and I literally walked into his breastbone. 
Like I just, <laughs> that's how tall the fucking guy was. And I just he gets looked, a- holy shit, you know. <laughs> he, he gets up there with all these eighty and ninety year olds. He's like, our deep love triangle. That's exactly dude, that is exactly what it was like. Is people eating tiramisu, and he's up there going, "I know you're fucking someone." A <laughs> girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Oh man, the senior yeah. citizens probably fucking loved it, though. They were like, "This is the best soup I've ever heard." Yeah. They, they, they were crawling. The tea's over kicking in because they just thought he was like Satan at that point. They just like crawled over to get out. Yeah, it, was, it was a it was a better time, you know. Back then, you know, like when, when parental ex, you know, advisory stickers were on all the different uh, yep. albums, and they were starting to come out, and you know, metal was the devil's music, and it actually was. I mean, that that right. was a freaking fun time. <laughs> it actually was record. You had to buy it because that meant all yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's going to be good. To. Like, uh, there's no parental advisory sticker on this. Like, I'm probably not going to buy this CD. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, Will Smith wouldn't have any love back then. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Holy shit. <laughs> so, so uh, we're going to continue with your music career. We want to know more about Blues Messiah and obviously Wicked Garden and uh, you know what mm-hmm. you're doing now. But before we get into that, let's just kick off another song and we'll uh, keep peppering these things in Come between back songs. Come back to the combo. Right, so coming up next, we have another phenomenal member of the Friday Night Karaoke community. This guy is not only a member, but he is a moderator, uh, and he's been helping a lot on the back end with a lot of the things that Joe and I are doing as well. Dude's an absolute rock star as well. He actually performs uh, in many of the songs, or most of the songs that he puts out there. All of them. All the songs. Uh, He does not just the vocals and the backing vocals, but every instrument recorded separately as well. Uh, he's not just playing backing tracks in most cases. In some cases, he said he does, but in most cases, he's recording every instrument, and it's uh, it's mind blowing. Uh, this is gonna be no exception. And when we have a metal week, it doesn't have to be a metal song. It just needs to sound like a fucking metal song, and that's exactly what this is. This is gonna be Cheryl Crow with "If It Makes You Happy," and it's going to be performed by none other than Christoph Motherfucking Crafton. Let's give everybody has shit. that same middle name. Did you notice? I know they all have. Like, I, I, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, here it is, Christoph Motherfucking Crafton with "If It Makes You Happy" by Cheryl Crow. Give it a listen.
Yeah, yeah, like a, a five finger death punch vibe going on there. I kind of dug that. It really, does. right? Yeah, that was good. So I swear. Wait, wait, now I have a request. I want. I want oh, to yeah. hear Jekyll and Hyde. I need. I need him to sing Jekyll and Hyde or Bad Company. Oh, ja- Bad Company in the style of <laughs> right. Five Finger Death Punch. All right. Yeah. I think I, right, I know you're listening to this podcast. This is what we want to hear. Yeah, he was said. definitely hitting that. So I, I it must have been done. I heard it. It was funny because we were just talking about Peter Steele. I was like, oh, this guy kind of sounds like Peter Steele. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's amazing. He actually does all, all the instruments and everything as well. I mean, he, like, it is cool. The tracks. Yeah. And, like, I know just personally when I'm recording a karaoke song on Smule, which is, you know, the, the app I use and a lot of people in the community use, uh, you know, you, you pick a song that has a backing track and you get up there and you'll, you'll you know, maybe do one take, but usually it's like five, five. takes. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're, you know, didn't like the way something sounded, so you do it again and whatever. But, and, you know, that takes time. You know, you're recording mm-hmm. a, a four-minute song and it takes you 30 minutes to record a four-minute song because of all the different takes, sometimes longer. And that's just the vocal, a single vocal track, <laughs> like with right. backing music and stuff. But this guy is like actually like you know playing the guitar, m- multiple guitars in some cases, bass, drums, uh, multiple uh, vocal tracks, and harmonizing and all that kind of stuff, and then doing all the editing on top of it to you know oh, yeah. bring it all together. That's yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, incredible. That's, that's mad respect for that because I mean, I've done stuff like that, and I just don't have the patience. Like I don't know how. <laughs> it like i really don't so i end up paying people i can't fucking play this i can't do this anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah my add doesn't let me do any of that you know what uh beer yeah. helps but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know when he first yeah. the first song he posted i had to look it up on youtube to make sure that i was like this is bullshit no fucking way he stole this shit from somebody <laughs> and i was like i was like he's gotta fucking be stealing this from somebody and i'm like looking up i'm like i can't find it right. he fucking did this he actually fucking did this it was so impressive i think it was like a michael jackson song it was great oh, yeah i, I remember when the first yeah. Yeah, yeah we cool got to play shit, that. Man. You got some talented so again, people in this community. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's phenomenal. And like I said, it's negativity free. It's all about love of music and just, you know, it's a like a I hate using the word safe space, but I mean that's what it is. I mean, it's like yeah. very much a place where you can just go and be yourself and let it out and nobody's going to judge you. Kind, you kind of made me uncomfortable now now that we <laughs> it's not really my jam but whatever <laughs> like, labeling it as a safe yeah whatever <laughs> now, now i kind of want to fuck shit up <laughs> i know <laughs> i mean that's metal right yeah, yeah. all right D- dominic yeah throw a fucking to, chair need, through a window 
We need to get to know you a little bit more here, you know. And just uh, you know, to reiter- reiterate, that was Christoph Crafton with "If It Makes You Happy" by Show Crow, the metal as fuck version. Uh, yes, all produced and sung and everything by Christoph. So, uh, you know, you're talking about Little Elvis, and you were talking about Lynx, and you're talking about a couple other things that you were doing back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was an early career. You know, I, I, I've trolled your Wikipedia, and you know, obviously, <laughs> you list out things like Blue Messiah and Wicked Garden. And obviously, you have mm-hmm. a new uh, EP that's out now. Uh, why, why don't you talk a little bit about like kind of the the highlights there, and then I want to get into, you know, just the cr- music as a career in general, and uh, sure. I have some thoughts. So. I mean, I've been playing music since I was you know, five years old, and then started with bands at about fourteen, and then um, I quit music from like two thousand right after my kids were born, from like two thousand two, like two thousand eight. I just put the guitar down and everything, and became a dad, and that was it. And then uh, when I moved out to Las Vegas in two thousand nine, just kind of got the itch again. So I started playing with local, you know, cover bands, and um, Wicked Guard happened to be one of them, and we became like one of the more popular cover bands out here, and then. Uh, I've told the story a million times, but somebody said, well, why don't you write your own music? And I took that as a dare. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, like we've never done it before. So we did, and we ended up getting a record deal. Um, and it was funny because we literally like wrote like two songs and did them at one show. And then we got signed like six months later, like from that one show. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So That's we did, we did, um, we did a couple of, you know, we did a uh, post-dystopian leisure music that came out in 2018 that did actually pretty good. We charted a couple of times in like Australia and uh, uh, Germany. I think we charted uh, for a little while. Um, and then we did another EP called Bipolar Coaster, and that one did pretty good. And then about a year and a half ago, everybody just needed a break because we've been doing it for 10 years at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just kind of said, all right, no, everybody's going to take a break. And I am like this, you know, bundle of ADD fucking energy. <laughs> so I, uh, went to my producer's house and uh, I was like, Hey, I got a couple songs. I just want to throw down, you know, just so I don't forget them. And he had just started a record label with Jeff Duncan from Armored Saint. And he was like, Hey, we want to put this out. So I was like, okay. So next, you know, I was doing a solo record. So I did candy at a funeral, which came out about a year ago. And now I'm in pre-production to do the follow-up, which I should start recording probably around February at this point. So yeah, awesome. I, I waited so, 12, almost 50 to, to have a career. So that's yeah, all. So, all right, so I've got a few questions here regarding yeah. your story. So you, you wrote, they said, all right, write your own music. You wrote two songs, you played it on one show, and you got signed. Does that yeah. happen often? Like, what, what are well, the chances of this happening? And, so, and what does it mean to be signed? Like, uh, and are there different, like, you know, are, are there different levels of being yeah. signed or different and goals when you're being signed? Like, what do you look for? So nowadays, it's way different than it used to be in the 80s and 90s, okay? So basically, this, the story, what, what happened was we did two of the songs at a show, and somebody filmed them. Mm-hmm. And they put it on Facebook and it kind of got around and a friend of a friend saw it and he ran a record label and they made us an offer, which didn't work out. We actually ended up just not signing with them. But another label came in because once somebody hears something's happening, they all just kind of start swarming around. So we got signed by Vanity Music. Um, it was a distribution deal. So we, what that basically means is that we recorded the record ourselves and then they made sure it got out to everybody. They put wow. it in the stores, they put it on the internet. Which is ninety percent of the record deals you're going to find now. Um, the That's the hardest old... part. I'm sorry. That's the hardest part outside of the creative, uh, obviously. Yeah, definitely the hardest yeah, and, part. And you know, like nobody's throwing money around anymore. We didn't get an advance. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden I was driving a Ferrari or anything like that. And nobody does these days anymore. I got news for you. Nobody did back then either. Most of those stories were fucking bullshit. I know. Really? All those guys, trust me, they're all fucking broke. <laughs> um, so you know, so. Uh, 
Uh, it's true. Like I hate like MTV sold everybody a bill of goods, made it seem like hey, you put a record out, and all of a sudden you were driving fucking Porsches and lived in Beverly Hills. That's not right. how it fucking worked. Well, I mean, um, everyone, everyone in the music industry that you know, at least from an outsider looking in, uh, it seems like they all make their money on like their business ventures. That absolutely, there's no leverage. The tours, the merch, everything yeah. around it. Yeah, yeah. and even now, the tour, I I can't couldn't afford to tour behind this record. I couldn't afford it. Like I would lose my house if I went on tour with this record because the guarantees that I was able to get didn't even cover the gas, you know, to wow. have a fan and four guys that I have to pay plus a roadie plus a tour manager. There's no, I would lose my fucking ass on it. Oh, so, you know, I was reading it. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. So I was actually reading an article uh, about, uh, you know, kind of bands who were starting out and trying to you know, make it on the tour circuit. And uh, there were conflicting ideas around or thoughts around, paying to open for a major band and uh, the, yeah. the the negatives to it were once you do it you're fucked because yep. now every major band Everybody. is going to see you as someone who's going to pay and they're going to be you're going to be first and you know they don't actually give a fuck and yeah. then other uh, thoughts were like well you can you know now say that you were playing with five finger death punch or whatever mm -hmm. so what, what are your thoughts on paying to be on a tour i wouldn't do i got many offers and i wouldn't do it at all hmm. and for that exact reason once you start doing it you'll never stop doing it Right. Uh, the other thing too is like you get you're paying to get on these tours, and what kind of you know what kind of exposure you get? You're going on six thirty at night in front of thirty people. Right. Nobody's going to buy your record anyway because nobody buys records. Who's going to buy you know a T-shirt from a band that you've never heard of before that just showed up? Maybe you'll sell one or two if you're lucky. So you're not building records. anything. I buy records. Okay. Well, I like you. <laughs> <buy records. laughs> I, all the, I all the good records. Yes, oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice <laughs> no 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 this, this is my favorite one Which if you guys know who this is uh, you guys win nice and then the classics of course <laughs> all right yeah yeah uh, you know joe, joe actually got me back into it again so i'm, I'm you know just started doing it uh, actually quick story joe and yeah. i uh were at a conference and we decided to stay at the hard rock in tampa and mm -hmm. uh at the hard rock they give you. We had a suite there, and they give you a. Um, they give you a, a guitar, and mm -hmm. so like we each got to pick our own guitar, and we had each had a guitar with like a little headphones and all that jam. Right. And then they also give you a record player, and then a box of LPs that you get to you know a mix of LPs, and it was actually badass. They had some good stuff in there, and we're like up in the room like jamming out like on this like little record player. <laughs> And then I think Joe immediately was like, I need to buy a fucking record player again. And then he started collecting shit. And then um, between him and our creative director, this guy Roma, who uh, is really into uh, LPs and you know mm. always shares that stuff with me, I'm like, I need to do this. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. Peer pressure. It's a I very wish different did. experience. And this is why Spotify, I think, killed uh, a lot of what music is uh, mm. and, and Pandora and uh, you know the streaming in general. Uh, there's something very special, in my opinion, about listening to a, an album from beginning to end on a record or a cd or whatever but without skipping through and picking yeah. your favorite song just like listening to it as it was meant uh, to be listened to from beginning to end and you know they hear the whole story and it's uh, uh it's 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 something that i think is lost now i agree and, like and that's why i put it i only put out eps now like three four five songs at the most because nobody listens to full albums like wicked gardens record which was 10 songs um was considered an anomaly like people like, why are you putting on a full record it was like well because this is all we know how to do we right. wrote 10 songs so we're going to use 10 songs you know huh. um but i agree with you because there is even though they're not you know necessarily concept albums it's a moment in time that that record was 
made that's telling a story of that band's life and, and stuff like that. So yeah, those days are gone and it's, it's a singles game again. Like it used to be back in the fifties, you know? Um, and it's funny because now the good part of it is that there's not a lot of fluff out there. You know, I pick the best four or five songs I can come up with before I put them out. I don't sit there and go, well, I need 12. So here's four pieces of shit. Here's you know, shitty here's- songs to fill it in. Okay. Have yeah, you ever been tempted to create like a, like a, you know, 30 second bullshit things that you can put, you know, that people can use on TikTok. Yeah, and well, that's the, I mean, I get, <laughs> I just say I'm pressured to do that. I mean, it's been it's been mentioned for me to do it, and I understand why because that's how kids these days absorb music. It's in thirty mm-hmm. second clips. Um, I just don't have it in me to do that. You know, I, I there's a certain formula I do follow. Like I try to get to the chorus of every song before forty five seconds because that's about how long people will listen. Mm-hmm. You know. But on top of that, like to sit there and purposely write a song that's repetitive so that it repeats every 30 seconds, nah, I just can't do that. Huh. I mean, and we were I'm ADD not... before ADD was cool, so. Right. <laughs> it was always cool. Right. If I don't go viral on TikTok, I'm going to be okay. Like, I'll, I'll right. my life, you know, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You'll make it. All right. Hey, yeah, all right, speaking I'm going to move along to the we next song. Hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to move along to speaking the next song. Speaking of ADD. Song. <laughs> what do we got? <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> so. Coming up next, uh, we have uh, this this artist. I've, I've mentioned this on every podcast that we've ever featured her on, and I'm not going to stop here. Uh, this artist put out my favorite metal song ever or cover ever in Friday Night Karaoke uh, when I heard her do a cover of Bodies uh, by Ooh. Drowning Pool. Nice. I lost my shit, and it was like the greatest thing I've ever heard when I when I heard the scream. And I'm like, how are you making this sound? It was, it was like mind blowing, and it set the stage for anyone that ever put out a metal song in Dude, Night Karaoke. That you've told this story like 75 times. Why are we not playing that song right now? Yeah, really, because I've played it like six different podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're like 800 episodes in. We're like 58, 58 episodes in, and she right. has like you know 10 of our market. 10 of the songs are hers. Yeah, and we, that we one have to start song. paying our dividends. <laughs> do we do that here? I mean, if we made money, <laughs> you guys make money. Holy shit. Shit. I know, no. right? Shit, we don't make any. <laughs> we should. We should do that. Right. So, uh, funny enough, she has the same middle name as many people in our group. This is Mother- Katie Motherfucking Rose, and she's going to be singing another uh, non-metal song, but in a metal version. This is going to be Alanis Morissette with "Uninvited." Give it a listen. Nice.
fucking invited. And you're not uninvited. You're fucking invited to the show. Because it was so good. Shit. <laughs> that wow. Was, that scream. That is my favorite Alanis Morissette song, and I have never heard a version like that, and I got fucking chills. Like, that is incredible. Right? That was insane. I cannot believe how she held that fucking scream for so long, and then went right back on to singing, like, beautifully. That's that's the right way to scream, though. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a trained scream. I, I forgot her name. Her name's, like, Melissa something, and she's, like, the scream queen or whatever. She like Melissa, you're incredible. Uh, no, 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 that, that, that was um, Katie that was Rose. Katie no, Rose. I'm sorry, Katie was motherfucking Rose. Rose. Yeah. But there's this like the vocal coach named Melissa. Oh, the something, coach. And, yeah, Melissa. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's yeah, she works everybody. with like everybody. Yeah, like yeah. everybody. Five Finger Death Punch and like for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they, they do like I, I follow her social and they'll do like this is me before the uh, a concert and then they'll do the concert and they're like this is me after the concert. Me afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like exactly the same. Like, I wish I could How do the that. Fuck? I try a metal song and then I'm not talking for three days. Right. I mean, uh, you I need Melissa. I took lessons for years and like I can, you know, when I was playing in the cover bands out here and stuff, I was playing like three, four, sometimes five nights a week and was able to talk afterwards. It's just from training. Like if you don't, it's a, it's a muscle. If you don't train your muscles, you're going to tear them. And that's right. what I look at. Like my Achilles. Wow. Train that shit. I have the video. I'm not going to. I'm not going to play it. I have the video of the exact moment I tore it. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to play it? No, because I don't have it queued up. I don't have it ready. I, mean, I do have to say something, though. It's kind of off the, off like the subject, but have yeah. you noticed? Because I haven't seen Joe in forever, right? Joe looks like the guy in every Hallmark movie that the girl falls in love with when she goes back to Minnesota. Like He's like oh. he's like cutting down timber and shit with a fucking... Right? Like, I mean... Like an argyle sweater of some sort. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Like you like have that look. Like he is that guy. He's the. He's the lumberjack. Yes. He's a, he's kind of a lumberjack. Yeah, like a metrosexual lumberjack. Like I like. No, wait, wait. <laughs> no, but you, no, you, the part the, the that the ladies fall in love with. Right. Exactly. That's yes, that, yeah, yeah. Don't leave that part out, Mike. No, well, he, he has he has like a crooner voice. So what he was well known for in the community is uh. his covers of crooner type songs. Like really. Like All right, I gotta hear songs. I'm gonna have to hear these. I'll, yeah, I'll play. I'll, I'll send. I'll send you a link or two after. This. All right, please do. Please yeah. do. Yeah, he's on it. So again, that was Katie Rose, uninvited, Alanis Morissette, and an incredible cover in mm. every fucking way. And you know the vibes I got from that, and the, where my mind instantly went. And uh, I'm sure nobody here, uh, actually Dominic, you might know, but no, I don't think anybody else would know. Um, Cradle of Filth did Ooh. a cover of uh, "Hollow Be Thy Name," mm-hmm. and all I could hear when she was screaming was like i want to hear her do that right so katie rose <laughs> put out the Hallow request be thy name will be thy name yes. by cradle and filth uh, well at least their version and yeah. if you could cover that you will have my gratitude and i will get you on a podcast <laughs> i will get you a date with joe uh, no i've met joe's wife uh i would never do that i would never do that she would literally murder me in my sleep. she'll find yeah. me i'd wake up and she'd just be standing there plotting my death <laughs> she'd make she'd make that Katie Rose scream sound like right. like a whisper. <laughs> I would make the Katie Rose scream. I wake up, I think <laughs> That's it. It's, it's the Katie Rose like the Wilhelm scream and now it's the Katie Rose scream. Like we've got exactly. copyrighted now. <laughs> exactly. All right, I want to get more into your stuff. I, I want to run another song first yeah. to move it along. So coming up next, 
We have uh, another great artist from the group. Uh, he posts an absolute ton of songs. We were talking about you know recording equipment and stuff like that before. And you know he's not working with crazy recording equipment, but this man can make it freaking rain when it comes to uh, vocal performance. Uh, and it doesn't matter what his equipment is. This is going to be Joel Davis. He sings a little bit of everything, but in this case, he's singing one of my favorite bands of all time, Alice in Motherfucking Chains, and he's going to be singing Nutshell. And you know what? I appreciate that he's not singing just like every mainstream song that comes out. No, I love it. You know, it, I love it's, this. It's, it, it's nice when you hear like a song that like everybody knows and they, especially karaoke, like everyone can sing along to. But it's mm. also like as someone who loves music and loves rock music, especially in metal, uh, when I hear a song that might be like you know a B side or maybe just not as popular as some of the other mm. songs. You know, it's not Man in the Box or something, which I right. also love. But right, yeah, uh, it, it's nice to hear it. So anyway, he rocks it, and here it is. Give it a listen.
bring it home for me, Joel Davis. Bring it home. Bring it home. <laughs> Make it home. He did. He did bring it home. That was great. That was actually really great. That was amazing. That was, that was really chill, bad. right? I when love it, it. That is such a simple song, and so many people oversing it, and I hate that. Like, he didn't oversing it. He sang it just nice and just calm, like the way Lane sang it. Like, it's just very mm-hmm. natural. I've seen so many people do that song, like, in acoustic shows, and they just start over, like, they, they're, like, Christina aguilar it. It's like, dude, just <laughs> take it <laughs> Every song doesn't need like a crazy, you know, huge vocal range, like no. you know, display right. of like vocal power. Like, uh, you know, sometimes it's meant to be like exactly. Chris Cornell did a great job of all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. A perfect example. A guy that can literally hit any note in the history of the world and he just never right. oversang it, you know? Yeah. He didn't have to oversing it though, because he was just so fucking good. Oh, that my, everything my he favorite sang picture was just... ever is me and Chris Cornell wonderful. like this, because it Dude, looks like I we're was... buddies. But you know, I met him for ten minutes. <laughs> when I was recording this record, I studied a lot of. Uh, I, I always like study isolated tracks before I go in to do mine to get some ideas, and I listened to the isolated tracks from the uh, uh, Bad Motorfinger album, like Slaves and Bulldogs, and everything. That guy was just hitting notes that are just impossible. I, I don't know how he did it. Like no. No human should be never mind a man. Like no human should have hit those fucking notes, and he just crushed it. It was like unbelievable. And this is before auto tune, and he was just fucking nailing. Yeah, like, I mean oh, we were talking yeah. about the darkness before. Yeah, yeah no, him. You know, and and you know nothing against the guy from the darkness. A lot of his stuff is falsetto. Uh, ah, Cornell's it. stuff was mixed voice. I mean that was head right. and chest. Mm-hmm. I was just right. insane. And was, switching, switching's really hard. Yeah. Right, like, like especially like you when you're doing it frequently in, in a song, it's like really, really <laughs> yeah. hard to, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like downshifting in an right, <laughs> right. You missed a gear, right? Oh man. <laughs> well, I mean, I I think like Cornell has like head, chest, and balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, has, like, uh-huh. <laughs> he has like the whole range. Absolutely. He has like toes and everything. He has the whole the whole <laughs> thing. I mean, he, he got it going on. I mean, he's my favorite uh, vocalist of all time. By oh yeah, he's uh, yeah. The dude's just a. Uh, Phenomenal in every way. Uh, just again, that was Joel Davis with Nutshell by mm-hmm. Alice in Chains. And for a metal week, you can't skip Alice in Chains. I wouldn't really no. say Alice in Chains well, is metal. It's, 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 it's more like rock and, uh, and more uh, like... They, it's, it's tinged in metal. Yeah. yeah. Tinged. Yeah. That's all I look yeah. at. But you know what? I feel it. I'm happy to it. include that song in oh, this yeah. week's podcast. That yeah, was all freaking... You know, what, you know what else I want to include in this week's podcast? Tell me, Mike. So uh, we have this awesome guest, uh, this dude Dominic Musio, and that uh, you know he has some pretty cool fucking music. He's metal as fuck. You know he does his start as little fucking Elvis at five <laughs> goddamn years old, and then had an entire career from little Elvis all the way to metal as fuck. So I mean, you can't have a metal as fuck week without featuring some metal as fuck songs like Dominic Musio and this motherfucker right over here. His first single off of. Dominic uh, Dominic Musio, self-titled uh, with Candy at a Funeral. It's going to be a special thing, and we wanted to play it for everyone so they get a sense for who you are, what you're about, and why the fuck they need to rush out and buy that LP. Play right it, dude. fucking now. Play it. Give this a motherfucking listen. Yes. Here it is.
Thank you, the thank man. you, thank you, guys. That's, I appreciate you playing that. Yeah, that was fun. Dude. That was a fun video to make. That, that was a fun fucking video. It was a banging ass fucking song. It was a great freaking chorus. Great everything. That was a great fucking song, dude. Thanks, uh, man. Perfect for metal as fuck week. And I, I, I love the vibes. I love the fucking vibes. That must have been such a fun video to make. It was fun. The only thing that wasn't fun is that we filmed that in like July. It was like 119 degrees, and <laughs> that scene where I'm walking into the girl's apartment, we must have shot that like 30 times. I was passed out. I'm like, with the box, just walking black. In. You know, <laughs> desert, like, please let me come inside with this air conditioner right now. <laughs> Dude. Hey, you don't want to go to sleep, but you're going to because it's a fucking million degrees. I, yeah, I was yeah, like, I what is he bringing her? I like, I like the snake. I like opened the door. It was like, oh, I know. snake. I saw the I'm snake. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's more metal you... than a fucking right? snake That's in a, a box? fucking metal right? gift. And the funny thing is, is that literally the day that we shot the video, I had no idea what the video was going to be about. Uh, Jason Constantine, who's my producer, also directed that video. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, you know, don't worry about it. Just show up. I'm like, all right. So I show up and he's like, next thing you know, I'm hogtied and this girl's like beating me and everything. I was like, okay. 
Don't worry about it. Just show up. All right. Yeah. Like he, he, next I time you hear that, <laughs> the first thing he says to me when we, when, you know, because we shot it, you know, we shoot it as sequence. We had already did the the, the so called live part like a week before. And then when we were doing that scene, he's like, are you wearing underwear? I'm like, of course. Like, what the fuck kind of question is that? They, they took my fucking pants off. That's a off good friend. <laughs> you know what? These are all good things to know. Like, whenever somebody says, hey, are you wearing underwear? Like, yeah. come on over, right? Like, yeah. Joe, Joe is metal as fuck. I don't, I don't know if you know this. In that same story where we had a suite at the freaking Hard Rock, you know, uh, I wake up in the morning and, like, the you know, he pissed in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck happened here? And he's like, metal. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I didn't fucking throw any furniture out the window, Motley Crue style. So you know what? Not, Take not, piss not in the that. bathtub. All right, that's not as metal that. as I get. That's <laughs> as metal as I get, man. <laughs> hey, I've pissed in many bathtubs, my day. I'm not fucking judging. That's <laughs> very freeing all right i need to i need to get back to part of the the part of your career where you were like i'm getting back into music Mm -hmm. right and like there's a lot of people there here who are who are watching this podcast they're like man i would love to be in music like so you were off music for eight years i mean that's a long time to like that's a long break right and then you were like i'm doing it i'm getting back into music what did you do what was the what was the steps there so i i moved to vegas um with my ex-wife and and my two kids and uh you know, I, I just was like, I kind of like kicked around the idea a little bit because the kids at this point now were in school, they were older. And I went out one night to a, a casino out here and there's a band playing the uh, called the Sin City Sinners that featured uh, Todd Kearns, who's a good friend of mine. He's now the bass player for Slash. Uh, Brent Muscat from Faster Pussycat was in the mm-hmm. band. And I walked into this casino and they were playing and the people were going fucking nuts. And I was like, man, I miss this. Like, I got to do this. So I went home and I told my ex-wife, I said, I think I'm, you know, going to start, you know, joining a band again. I think it's time. And I went on a couple auditions and I ended up playing guitar with this band for a couple of years with Soggy Harry. And, you know, we didn't do that much. And then Wicked Garden needed a guitar player and they had just lost the singer as well. So I, I actually went into the audition as a guitar player. I said, look, I also sing. And I started singing. They're like, OK, so they just hired me like on the spot. And then they just kind of awesome. took off from there. So, awesome. I mean, it was, yeah, it was like one of those things where it was like, I would have been happy playing one or two shows and going, okay, you know, I got to do it again, but I didn't expect it to get as big as it got. And I'm not saying that we were huge, but I mean, like I said, we, we played for 10 fucking years, hundreds of shows, you know? So it was, it was a, a nice little way to get back into it. You know, when you're, so when cool. you're approaching, when you're approaching that and like, <laughs> you're, you know, you're out there and you're trying to find that band to, to be part of or to join or to start or whatever mm. you're going to end up doing like uh, is the mindset more on the art or is it more on like you know where can this go and how you know, can i can i find a band that's going to not just have fun but you know where we we can make a career out of this like, i i is, had is, no is, is it a career mindset or just I, a, like a i had no intentions mindset? of it being as a career mindset you gotta think when i joined you know when i started playing music again i was already 35 right mm. so in my opinion my ship had sailed years ago I just wanted to have fun. It was more important to find guys or girls, whatever. Cause I, I was in a band with a couple of females at one point um, that I just clicked with, that we got along with and we had fun because the music will come secondary. If you all get along, then eventually you can make things work. I don't care how, if you are for the best musicians in the world, but you can't stand each other, fucking nothing's going to happen. You know? Joe and I should start a band. <laughs> I love but you, I mean, man. I, you know, I was looking for just some people I can get along with, have some fun mm-hmm. with, and play some shows. The fact that it snowballed from there was just you know, the icing on the cake. It wasn't expected, you know? We've been awesome. working on a song. Mock. Yeah. <laughs> Ing. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to Samsonite. You can't triple stamp and double stamp. <laughs> that was way off. <laughs> oh my god, that's a great most movie. quotable movie of all time. <laughs> oh. Without a doubt. So, uh, as Joe mentioned, we actually have a lot of members in the group that you know. There's a ton who are just here because they enjoy singing in the shower, in the car, and they uh, just want to get that art out there, even mm. if it's just to a few people, or you know, even if it's just to a closed group. But then you have others who are like actively out there on the circuit trying to do the American Idols and the the Voice and all those other. We've shows. had a bunch of people have, like that. And then that you have others that been are, like many rows into America. American Idol, like it's been, oh, yeah, it's been yeah. pretty cool, yeah. And then, then you have others who are out there, like starting bands, or uh, they're already in a band, and they're using this as a just another platform, just to get you know people to hear their music and uh, you know this is me or even if it's not to promote their band we don't allow promotion uh but it, it's just to you know, hi i i sing this is me if you like right. what i do you know check out other stuff i do uh mm. and uh, it's pretty cool but what, what you, know, you made a career out of this really uh over over the many many years since you were five like mm. what, what kind of advice would you give to these people who are trying to take it a little bit more seriously like you know if you look back and you can make changes to the way that you approach this because you know mm. hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, how would you go about it differently? And how what like what's worked? What hasn't? What would you avoid? Like what, what, so, what kind of industry insider info can you give here? The first thing is this: if you're in it to be famous or to make money, you're in there for the wrong fucking reason. Just get out now. That that's number one. Right, great. Uh, because first of all, there's a there's a slim to none chance it's going to happen, and if it does happen, you're still probably going to be miserable. That's that's just how it is. Um, I wish I didn't sign as many bad deals as I did when I was younger, but you know, I was young and I was stupid. Uh, the other thing too, is like you, you have to celebrate the little victories. Um, if you put out a, you know, if you put a song on Spotify and it only gets a hundred streams, right? That's a hundred fucking people that listen to your song. That's pretty damn good. I've been lucky right. enough to streamed a few million times, right? That blows my mind when I look at it and go like, there are people in, fucking Lithuania listening to this shit. Like, I didn't even know they had breakers <laughs> on the internet. You know? So you have to celebrate that. Because I see so many people that come in, like, oh, I put out a record and I only sold eight copies. Hey, man, eight people fucking like your shit. That's eight yeah. more than anybody else, you know, in, in this vicinity right. of where you are right now. Because if you celebrate those smaller victories, they will snowball into bigger ones eventually because it just makes you more hungry, you know? Um, you can't get frustrated. I mean, I have literally put out songs that I thought were just fantastic, and they just clunked. Like, nobody bought them. Nobody listened to them. And I've put out songs, I'm like, oh, this is a piece of shit. And then next you know, there's like 100,000 people listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> One of the songs that, that charted uh, when I was in Wicked Garden, I legitimately fought with the fucking record label like to put, I don't want the song on the record. I didn't think it was that good. Mm. And it fucking went like number eight, I think, in Queensland and Australia. Like, okay, I, I was completely fucking wrong. Yeah. You, know? you just don't, sometimes you just don't know. You're your own worst enemy, your own worst critic. You know, mm -hmm. throw it out there. If people like it, great. If they don't like it, well, now you tweak it. Okay. What didn't work? Now I know I need to try something else and just never give up. That's the only thing advice I can give. You know what? You know what I loved? Uh, so uh, on Facebook, when you would put out a song and you would post those little wins that you're talking about, hey, we just got 100 streams of our song. Like it was like, you know, when you think about like, you know, there's millions, it, 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 these, the, the platinum record has millions of, of singles and listens and downloads and you're like 100 and everyone's like, fuck yeah, right? Yeah. And like you just, and you just kept posting more and more. All right, we're now a thousand. We're now yeah. at 10,000. Like I loved when you posted those milestones along the way as you, as you released the song and mm -hmm. it was like, 
like that first fucking person that listened to your song and was like, fuck yeah, right? Like, yeah. and that's so cool. I, 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 like, I would like, like to call out a milestone. Oh, sorry, you go on first. Well, I was just saying, like, there's 20, I think it's so like, so like 20% of all the songs on Spotify have zero streams. Yeah. So it's perfectly okay to celebrate a hundred streams, a thousand right. streams. It's the same in podcasting. I mean, I mean it was like 90 some odd percent of podcasts have under a hundred listeners per episode. Yeah. Uh, that's just the, the way it works. So oh, it's a, the reality of it. And, and dude, what end, are we right now? So uh, a little milestone. We we're talking about milestones, something yeah. I want to call out here. I'm going to go full on this cause I can't share my screen. Uh, unfortunately, um, and Apple podcasts right now. What is Friday that on the top there? What's on the top there? One? What's the Apple number one podcast? one? Yes. Friday night. Oh, yeah. Joe Budden, take a seat. Number two. Number one. That's <laughs> number one music podcast in America. And we're actually number three in Canada right now. But that number three in Canada. That is fantastic. Canada. So what are we in Bangladesh? Now? Show the Bangladesh numbers. <laughs> Woo! All right. Botswana. Yeah. Uh, so, you yeah, when you were talking about on Spotify, and, and this is right? something we love about the group, and this is something that we... With uh, our fame like that, with our fame like people, is that is that what you're referring to in yeah. Botswana? Okay. Botswana. <laughs> so, 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 something we like, really cherish about this group that we've, we've created here, and even the podcast, you know, you mentioned like on Spotify, you get 100 people, and that's 100 mm-hmm. people listening to your voice and your, your sound, and that's uh, something that really, you know, is really special. The mm-hmm. podcast, you know, we get 20 to 30,000 people, sometimes more, that listen to an episode on average, and that they're listening to these, you know, seven to 10 songs every single week of people mm-hmm. posting their songs in Friday Night Karaoke. And it's not someone who necessarily has that dream of being a professional singer, but their voice is being heard by, you know, 20, 30 plus thousand people. Isn't yeah. that fucking it's cool? Awesome. Fucking awesome. I love that. Right. You're an amateur singer. And it's like, oh, 30,000 fucking people listened to my song last week. Like, how fucking cool is that? That's amazing, yeah. man. That, yeah, right? That's incredible. Like, that's. That's how shit starts, you know. Like, like when we talked about me getting that record deal, one person out of a thousand people that saw that video on Facebook is what snowballs it into a record deal. How so fucking cool is that? Right, like a friend of a friend shot a video and like just yeah. put it on there, and his fucking cousin's buddy saw that shit. Like, yeah, so fucking cool. That's almost exactly Did, how that happened. Didn't um, uh, Marty Ray have a similar story? Something like that. Did you know, he? It was like a, yeah, it was like a similar story. It just, he, you know, he like came back to it and it was like millions of views on his YouTube video. Or uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was, it wasn't a similar story, but it was like something like that where he posted all of a sudden, like the next day, someone was like, hey, dude, you're trending. And like, and obviously he, he had like two and a half million views like on his song. It was like insane. And it just kept yeah. like blowing up like way more than that. And like, you know, he's like, oh, I fucking, I did it. And then he did it again. And he's like, I did it. Like, this yeah. Is, I'm once you it's easy once you do it, once, once you break the seal, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. Right? Never break the seal. Oh, that's when they shut up the free beer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they think you're doing lines in the bathroom because you're going back so frequently. <laughs> right? I mean, you might be doing both. But... No, not anymore. No. The only uh, line I'm mean... doing is the lines of the bathroom because I got to yeah, pee. Yeah, yeah. Metal uh. in the eighties was very different than metal in twenty twenty three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's socially acceptable nowadays it's less mm. fun <laughs> uh, anyway moving right along and thank you for that uh, some great uh, information for anyone looking to kind of get into music as a career yes I love that I love that stuff I love the the, the lived experiences and life stories you know that's, that's mm. the fucking best yeah it's everything it really is uh, we had this yeah. uh, really cool episode with uh, 
Jarrett Reddick and Marty Ray uh, from Marty Ray Project, and um, man, that, 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 and I think Amber Smith from iHeart, and that was like incredible. It was, a, it was supposed to be an hour long episode. It was four hours and just talking about that, you know, exactly <laughs> yeah. like the industry and like when I did this. Oh, actually, I have something to talk to you about on your wiki, but. Uh, Let's play. Let's play a song first. Play another song first. We're woefully behind on songs. I'm actually playing our last song next. (laughs) All right, so So we're good. Our final song uh, to close us out on the Friday Night Karaoke Podcast Metal as Fuck episode number fifty-eight is going to be a little Bon fucking Jovi. You can't go wrong with Bon Jovi. And, you know, Bon Jovi is not metal, but it's not rock. It's a little bit not metal, metal as fuck, but it's definitely eighties metal. (laughs) If you're gonna want to throw it in there. Or hard rock, or however you want to put it. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw them in with metal as fuck. It's Bon Jovi with Runaway, and it's going to be none other than Jay Thomas. You'll know him in the group from, uh, you know, every black and white video ever posted of a dude with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he does love that black and white filter, doesn't he? Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> so here it is. It's Jay Thomas with Runaway by Bon Jovi, and he is playing the music on his guitar. Give it a freaking listen. Here it is. Talking about the social life Made of lipstick, plastic, and paint Such a simple little right All your life, all your life, all your eyes When your daddy gonna talk to you You were living in another world Trying to get a message through No one heard a single word you said Should have seen it in your eyes Say 
shit, Jay Thomas. You say that to all the girls. <laughs> right? Oh, man. He's so man. good. He's so he good. He really is. Uh, so you know, he's actually in a band. It's called Split Decision. Yeah. And he's uh, the front man for, for Split Decision. Uh, I think they're local in Jersey uh, to Joe and I. Yep. Uh, when I was in Connecticut to Joe and I. Uh, I'm dying to get to one of their shows at some point. And Jay Thomas, I know you're listening. Definitely get us those VIP tickets. Cause I know. I don't go to concerts unless it's VIP. I need, so exactly. We, uh, we, don't, we don't fucking sit back, back in the back, back nosebleeds anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we want to be your fucking little John up there. You're going to be like, ooh, she's a little runaway. I'm going to be like this. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's Jay Thomas with Runaway Bon Jovi you know to close out FNK Metal as fuck. And you know what? You know what? It wasn't fully metal. I totally get that. But there's a special place in our hearts for acoustic you know, man it and was guitar. Right. There was a lot. There was a lot that was missing from this week. That I was. I, there was no Slayer. You know. Yeah. There was no. There, there was. There was no Pantera. I mean, like, where's my Cemetery Gates? Goddamn. Right. You know, like, there, there, there was. There was. Uh, there's a lot of metal that could have been. You know, Mister right. Tinker. Oh, where the, is it? The metal that could have been. <laughs> the metal that could have been. The metal that was. The metal. I got be. my dose of metal. I'm happy. I'm yeah. Happy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If you're happy, we're happy. So, so I. Have, I you know, I, we have a couple minutes here, so I I, I want to close out some uh, some open items in my list here. And, really, uh, number one is going to be uh, your voiceover work. You, you you mentioned on your Wikipedia that you did voiceover work in the '90s, and that was something yeah. that kind of fueled like revenue. And I, actually, we've heard a similar story from J, uh, Jarrett Reddick from Bowling for Soup, who mm. uh, did exactly that. He was the voice of uh, Chuck Chuck E. Cheese. Right? Uh, yeah. He did like Phineas <laughs> and Ferb, even to this day. You know, it seems is one of his biggest like paydays. Is yeah, uh, that whole Phineas and Ferb theme song. He's like, when you hit it, you hit it. So, mm. hey, what's your experience doing face uh, faceovers, <laughs> voiceovers? For, uh, <laughs> I, I used to do a face. I, I have a face for radio. I have a face yeah. for radio. Uh, but you know, you, you, you mentioned uh, in there you do you know Sears, Kmart, Radio Shack. By the way, I was okay. a I was a general manager of a Radio Shack in Danbury, Connecticut, for oh a, a couple. Well, of years. There you go. So yeah, so the, the Radio Shack was was an acting gig. I did like a corporate video for them. Um, and then Kmart, Sears, and uh, a couple others. I did actual voiceover, either singing or just doing like you know voice, uh, voice acting. Um, wasn't lucrative for me, uh, but only because it was regional stuff. It wasn't like a national campaign or anything like that. Um, and it was just one of those things where it was like you know it was quick money. It was like hey for two hundred fifty dollars come sing, come see the softer side of Sears. You're like okay I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Now I want to go to Sears. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to replay in my head. Did I like learn how to sell accessories to cell phones from you in, in Radio Shack? Maybe uh, no, you did. It's possible. It was wow. When was that? That was like Hot early the AAA way. That's what they yeah. used to call us internally. Yeah, I, I think I either just graduated high school or I might even still been in high school when I did the Radio Shack thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a corporate training video that they used to do, and I played one of the you know I wasn't an employee. I was like you know guest number two you know like that kind of guy where i had like two lines in the thing um but yeah i mean it can be lucrative if you if you get in it and and you you have the right people and you have the right connections and i didn't i anything i did back then i kind of stumbled into you know like i was young i, I was in you know playing in bands one time i was 14 or 15 so i had met a whole bunch of people and every now and then i just get a phone call like hey could you do 
you know, this, okay. And I would just show up in the studio and do voiceover. I'll sing back up on somebody's record or I played drums on somebody's record one time. Like I just, you know, like, Hey, does that call that Dominic kid? He'll do it for 50 bucks. If he's fucking broke. Like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But you know what I like about that? It was like related to the sure. career that you wanted to be in, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you're like, all right, so I'll make a few bucks. Cause you know what? You're not going to be a fucking millionaire rock star. Yeah. In and, like two seconds, right? You got to make a few fucking dollars and pay the rent, right? You got to. You also never knew what was going to get your, people's attention. Like, right. you know, yeah, you could be singing your lungs out in a club every night and nobody cared. And then one day you came in and sing a Sears commercial and all of a sudden everybody wants you, you know? Like, right. It's yeah, just like one of those things. Verb, you you know? It was a, it just Love happened it. to kick off, you know? Yeah. For, for, for Jarrett. Uh, so, so, you know, obviously collaborations and things along those lines are a huge thing that propels a lot of people. Uh, mm. you know, they collaborate with the right artist and it just like, you know, elevates their career uh, mm. endlessly because, you know, people always associate them with this, you know, great work they did with someone they already knew uh, really well. Like, who would your right. dream collaboration be? And like, what kind oh, of good question, dude? Oh, man. Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. Or All right. David, or David Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Give me. Oh, give me oh that's yeah. your favorite. Give, Give me one day in the studio with a guitar with those guys, and I want to see what comes out. I, I would fucking love it. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to send an email to Dave and okay. see <laughs> see if I can make that happen. So funny for story. I played a show about a year ago uh, at this club out here called Vamped, and Rami Jaffe showed up from the Foo Fighters, the keyboard player. Yeah, and he loved. He actually took one of the CDs as he was leaving. He's like, "I have one of these." I'm like, "Yes, please take it." You know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's using it as a coaster, but it was really cool that he asked for it. You know. Nice. That's awesome. So, That's so so fucking cool. Those random chance happenings yeah. are just the fucking best. They're awesome, yeah. So there's something that we do at the end of every podcast, and uh, we set up the next theme of the week. So oh, our yeah. themes of the week are usually uh, things like, you know, a decade. So we'll do like 80s or 90s or 90s rock or, you know, sometimes we'll do uh, you know, the wrong verse where people have to sing a, you know, the, a, a, a wrong verse or the whole song. Wrong. Broadway or uh, Disney Broadway. songs or all, like we, all, all we kinds of metal is what we just did, you know. Right. So uh, this is uh, normally Joe and I will go back and forth. I pick one. He picks one. And then. Mm-hmm. And we'll debate and we'll say like you know we'll figure out who's going to win and, and one of us will cave and that's going to be the new theme of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week we would like you to pick the next theme of the week. It could be anything. It yeah. doesn't matter if we really okay. run it. And, uh, you know, just you don't have to be super creative or you can be from creative disco to reggae. Ready? Uh, Ready. Guilty pleasure songs. Oh, I love it. Damn it. Let me tell you, like here's my guilty pleasure. You're gonna fucking lose your shit. Uh, We're all alone by Rita Coolidge. It was originally done by Boz Skaggs. Close the window, calm the light. That one it yeah. is like the most cheesy fucking song ever, but I love that song so much that my wife bought me the 45 for Christmas last year. Yes! So, Guilty Pleasures, a metal guy singing. Guilty Pleasures it is. You know, singing like a country song, something like that. I think that uh, was. Uh, Henry by the, the way. I Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, that means you need to sing this song. And send us the video so we can put it on next week. If I can figure out how to do it, I will. <laughs> right, Joe, we'll Joe send you the training you video. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you heard it here, everybody. Uh, guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures week. It's going to be FN- the hashtag will be FNK guilty pleasures. And you're going to be singing songs that are your guilty pleasure. Something you might mm-hmm. not tell your friends that you mm-hmm. love listening to or love singing in the car. But when that song comes on in the car, you Damn mm-hmm. well, or singing at the top. No, of the tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> that window might be going back up. That's but fine. You're, you're singing that song. Uh, so we not only want to hear the guilty pleasure, but if you can put in the post 
a little story about what you know wh- how, why you associate yes. that with your guilty pleasure why is this uh, awesome to you and you know when we play the pod uh, play these songs on the po- next podcast we're gonna read out the story is story. part of it the story is part yeah. of it you need to put some sort of story like and, and it can't be like i like the song like you got give me right. a fucking story i want to hear <laughs> the story behind it love yeah, it yeah. all right I'll, I'll do my best i'll see what i can come up with all right love it yeah. love it <laughs> all right so we wrapping this up so we are wrapping. Uh, Dominic, are there any? Is there anything that you want to leave everyone with? How yeah. can they find give me, your music? Give us a URL, a website. So, so, what yeah, can we do, do? Do some shameless plugging right yeah. here. This is your opportunity. Now's your chance. Tell our right. twenty if to you, thirty thousand listeners, what's up? Um, right now, my songs have been pulled from streaming because of a there's a, a little issue with the distribution nodes. It's it's a long story, but they're out there right now. If you search me on Facebook, Dominic Musio, I'm sure you have the name right there. Or my label, tonehouserecords.com. Get in touch with me through either one of those. Facebook is probably the best way. Send me a private message. I can get you guys CDs. If anybody wants streaming links, once they're back up, I'll let them know. Uh, the videos are up on YouTube. Just search my name, Dominic Muzio. Uh, you'll see these songs, plus some of the Wicked Garden songs are on there as well. And uh, if you have any questions, just uh, hit me up anytime on a, on a private message. I love hearing from people. I fucking love awesome. it. And actually, all of this is going to be available in the show notes as well. So if you're listening on Spotify, on Apple, on Castbox, mm-hmm. on uh, iHeart, doesn't matter where you happen to be listening. Just look at the show notes. You know, you're in it right fucking now. Just look at your goddamn phone and look at those show notes. <laughs> Scroll down right in there with the links to yes. all of these things that he just mentioned. Speaking of, Dom, send us mention, some links. By the way, I, I do want to mention. Okay. I do want to mention one more really important thing. Mm-hmm. Normally, we give away a ten dollar uh, Amazon gift card to the winner of the theme of the week. That's our normal mm-hmm. thing. We, right. we put out the top three, and the winner each time will get a uh, ten dollar Amazon gift card. It's a small little consolation prize. We don't we don't make it about the prize or about the competition it's just about the fun and the love of music but there's a little prize yeah. this time is different we are going to be giving away three to the top three one to each Shut of the top three up. uh winners of the uh of the guilty pleasures theme of the week we will be giving away a signed uh ep of dominic museo's candy at a f- uh, funeral so yeah. there it is right we're giving there away three of these three candy of at a funeral yeah. perfect love it and, signed uh, autograph copies Yep, yep, absolutely. I'll send them out as soon as I can. Love it. I'm super fucking amped. Love it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much, Dominic. Thank you so Dom, much. Dom, thank us. you. Thank this you, guys. This was the Friday Night Karaoke Podcast. Thank you. Cheers.